The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Join 2014 Psychic of the Year Jennifer Schaefer as she hosts Your Spirit Hour every second Tuesday of the month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best. Jennifer has been tested and validated as a member of Best American Psychics, Best American Healers and Certified Psychic Society. She is certified by International Master Psychic Lisa Williams as an Advanced Psychic at Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is mentored by Hans King and Alfred Ritchie for mediumship at Agape International Spiritual Center. Jennifer is the founder of PsychicAngels.net where she gives back to the community by working with law enforcement as a psychic profiler and investigator. Her cases have been profiled on Dr. Phil, and she was a reoccurring guest on The Ricky Lake Show. She can be reached at bestamericanpsychics.com and jennifershafer.com. That's Jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Now, here is our host, Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Jennifer's Universe and your spirit hour. I have a very exciting couple of guests, and I want to start off the first one with Kathy Bill, my sidekick astrologer. Kathy, what is going on out there? There are three big things going on this month. I could talk for the whole hour about the month, and I wouldn't be done with it. So let me just hit the three big things. Okay. Last, last week and this week, major fiery energy uh, getting ignited, breaking, actually physically breaking, but breaking us free from a lot of things having to do with the past and firing up our own individualistic, rebellious uh, <laughs> impulses, having everybody ready to just take risks and jump and it's firing up and pushing us towards big thing number two which happens next week a three-year process is hitting a stabilizing point um, the two cosmic change agents that have been ripping up everybody's sense of security and our foundations and the way that our, our status quo since June of 2012 are having their final clash next week. And the playing field or the ground beneath our feet is kind of lurching into the position it's going to be in for the foreseeable future. I'm not saying change isn't going to keep happening, but we're not going to feel like every time we walk outside that someone's changed everything at night, you know? Wow. And uh, this is le- whatever, yeah. whatever is lo- starting to fall into place, starting to lock into place is a platform that will become much more secure and stable by the fall. But, but wait, there's more. On the day of the uh, spring equinox, which is the 20th, okay. 13 hours before the sun enters Aries and spring finally happens, we have our first eclipse of the year. Eclipses always blank out the light briefly. Or... Wow. In a lunar eclipse for a long time, but it's a solar eclipse, so it's on a new moon. It's at the very last degree of the zodiac, the final degree of Pisces. And as soon as it happens, everybody involved moves into Aries. So we go from ultimate water to the first spark of life. Basically, we're being pushed into the spring with the force of a tsunami and <laughs> and a major... There's a major reboot coming for everybody, and then we'll just be kind of carried away on the waves into whatever we're being flushed into. And that will stabilize okay. again by the fall. Okay. 
boy, do we have a fun year ahead of us, you know? I love, love, love the things that you bring out to the forefront, Kathy. How can everyone find you? How can our listeners find you? My site is empowermentunlimited.net, where you can also get, I have an overview of the year. It's like 20 minutes long, ridiculously inexpensive. I also have written forecasts and uh, saucy. By the way, it's a must-have <laughs> for everybody out there. Thank a you. <laughs> Sorry. I have. I have sassy podcasts every week that are five to seven minutes long. And I'm on Facebook at Empowerment Unlimited. And you can also find me at bestamericanpsychics.com. All right. Well, thanks, Kathy, as always. Um, until we see each other again. Thank you so much. I appreciate you're, it. You're very welcome. Have a great ride, everyone. <laughs> you say that jokingly, but I get it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> bye, Kathy. Bye. All right, and now for my next guest, who I have to say, I have waited a year and a half to get her, I kid you not, and she is so amazing to me. I've, had the, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work with her um, and on television, and her name is Maureen Hancock. She is one of the most incredible spirit mediums I know, but she's also a teacher, a lecturer, She's a holistic healer, and she has spent the last 20 years using her abilities to give back. She, you know, she started the Seeds of Hope for holistic care for cancer patients and support for, for parents who have lost children. And Missing for the Missing, something close to me, actually, which provides assistance and equip, equipment in missing children for adult cases. Um, she takes it one step further. She's even associated, she's an associate member of the Licensed Private Detective Association of Massachusetts. And she's been featured in numer- numerous articles and can be heard on radio stations, of course, around the country. And I get to have her today. Um, she has been on several different TV shows, Wedlock or Deadlock. Um, she actually, she, was, she had an incredible show, which I still believe is going to see it's, it's going to come back out. Um, the... Um, uh, <laughs> I want to say the medium next door. She is the medium next door. Please welcome, give us a warm welcome to Maureen Hancock. How are you, Maureen? Woo! Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so, so much with your busy, crazy schedule that you have. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Yeah, uh, I think the spirits open something up because I normally work on Tuesday nights and I'm home tonight so I get to hang out with you in my finished basement. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Oh my goodness. The last time I saw you was in 2012, but I've seen you since then doing other things. But um, the last time I saw you was there at Ricky Lake. Wow, and it was that long ago. Oh my gosh. It was that long ago and since then I've seen John Holland as well. Um, I, it has been fun to watch you. You have really, I mean, I, I don't know how you, the demand that you have for, for your work, um, we're all in this together, but you take on crowd after crowd after crowd. Um, you also do it with what I love with an enormous sense of humor. Um, what is it? Can you give us a little overview about how this all began? I know that um, a lot of things have happened in your life where we could start off with what your mom had to deal with and what she did bring out to the forefront, Mrs. Dalton. By the way, my son, his mm-hmm. middle name is Dalton. And both so is my son. Both of our dads are named Jim. <laughs> <gasps> and yep, my son Drew is Drew Dalton. And Jack mm-hmm. Dalton. So I just wanted to throw that in there. But um, between the lead poisoning that you had as a little girl to you seeing spirits since you were five to your car crash, which where you broke every bone in your face, what was your, I mean, you've had so many gateways, so many openings. What was your opening? Yeah. And you know, what's so crazy too, because I always tell people, of course, everyone has this ability and you know that and we teach people. And for me, it definitely started out with the childhood illness, the lead paint poisoning, and then the car accident at 25 years old. So yeah, I believe that there's different, like you just said, opening points in people's lives where either they go through a tragedy themselves or a loss that brings them 
to the awareness of spirit, or for me, it was definitely these near-death experiences. I was in a coma um, as a child with that illness, and then my car accident, I shouldn't have survived. And those were my opening points where um, it was presented to me. I definitely blocked it all my life. I mean, look at your children. The kids that are extra sensitive, that Uh maybe have anxiety problems, or sometimes they don't quite fit that you know, perfect peg, you know, they're a square and it's a circle peg. So (laughs) they're usually the gifted children. And I was always extra sensitive. Were you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so, I was so sensitive that during high school, my mom didn't know what to do with me because I wanted to stay home every Thursday. And she said, as long as I kept up my grades, which I did, I was a cheerleader. I was on the outside. I looked like I had everything. But I was so incredibly depressed because I felt everything and I didn't understand it. And I constantly thought about the other side. I constantly thought about death. Well, being raised, you were raised with nine children. I was raised with seven children, right? In my family, you were number seven. I was the second daughter of seven children. (laughs) Oh, wow. There was a lot of different similarities where our families had a lot to deal with to begin with. But then they were looking at, you know, my poor... Oh, my mom, who you met, by the way. You brought yes. my Uncle Jack to her. Um, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful what you did for my mother, by the way. I'm Aww. sure she's listening. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Um, but she, she didn't know what to do with me. As a, she just, she, she's just like, Jennifer, you're, you know, like a mother would say. She's like, don't worry about it. You know, she just didn't understand it. And neither did I. And then eventually I tried to escape it like we all do. Um, or some of us do. Um, right. But I was really, you know, I was very, very depressed because of all the feelings that I didn't understand it. And now I'm teaching other kids like you are. Like, it wasn't my own. I would pick up on things that had nothing to do with me. Right. And for me, it caused panic attacks and anxiety. And now, right. you know, my kids deal with that as well. And I bet so many of the listeners can relate that. Oh, wow, that's probably what it was, why I was an empath or I cared so much and I can't watch the news and I have too much coming at me at once. And, you know, these little kids now that are, are coming up are are definitely introduced to the spiritual realm now, thank God, you know, so that right. they can realize they have angels who protect them, their loved ones in spirit who protect them, and whatever right. else you believe personally. Right. You know, for me, my kids, uh, you know, we're Catholic, and I don't shove it in their face, but I help them to know that, you know, they have protection, and they can say prayers and call on what they need to. Uh, you know, for me, it's right. not always in a brick building, but because I also love the Buddha and all the other stuff. So, but, um, so yeah, after my car accident, that's when I let the cat out of the bag. I quit my job at Logan Airport. I was litigation manager at Logan from Massport in Boston, Boston. And uh, it's wicked awesome. And that's when, you know, I started my cancer foundation. And, and that's really where my heart lies now. And people always say, oh, you're so busy with TV and this and that. And don't get too big in your britches. And I never, ever, ever will. You know, we will always do this work with or without cameras. It has nothing to do with it at all. Yeah, I just love the kids. The kids that I work with are the true warriors of this earth that come in. And they are our teachers and uh, working with so many parents who have physically lost children, I just want right. them to know there's so many listening. You will see them again one day. They want you to live for them and, you know, slide into home plate when you're ready to have that, that reunion and say that you lived for them the best life that you could. You know what? Can you explain? I recently heard a story from you um, from actually I, I do a lot of research, believe it or not. But I just love listening to some of the stories that you've told. And one of them was about a boy that you helped. Um, I want our listeners to understand what you do with these children. And you helped him via Skype. That was yes. one instance. Can you, can you describe a little bit about what you do to help children and yes. what it's like for you as a medium to do that, as a spirit medium to do that? Yeah, you know, when I go into, and I'll tell you about the the Skype boy in a minute, too, but um, 
I go into like Children's Hospital in Boston or Hasbro in Rhode Island or I'm called to people's homes and it's always, you know, the sort of transition time or end time or or even to try to help have hope and maybe bring a miracle. I mean, it's not me, but working for the God Squad. And uh, so I do a combination <laughs> of things. Right. I'll do some hands-on healing. It's my background in Asian studies and different stuff. And then I also teach the parents or siblings, even with the adults I work with who are sick, you know, how to give touch because we're so afraid to go near the person that's sick and not so much a child, but adults, like how to be involved in this beautiful transition. And so it's not so scary and it can, you know, you can help by laying on hands just to, you know, that touch, rub their head, their feet, their hands. And with the kids, I pray over them. You know, I might do a little Reiki or some acupressure points and things like that. Uh, I do it quickly because kids don't have a lot of patience. Like, what the heck is this person doing? (laughs) Another person touching me? And um, I have met hundreds of just spectacular, amazing kids, and they just never complain. They smile all the time. There was just a young girl that I helped, and I wonder if her mom is listening from Ireland. (laughs) And um, And Alicia... And she was four years old, and she just went to heaven a few, I think a few weeks ago or a month ago. Amazing, so that when I connect with her now, her parents just flew back in from Ireland. She was at Children's, and we had a session, and I could barely sit still because she was so excited to tell her parents that, you know, everything that she is experiencing in heaven and what she's still seeing here to prove that she's still with them. And the little boy on Skype, we would meet, you know, in the afternoons on Skype and he would have a cereal and I'd talk to John about heaven and angels and things like that. And then when he passed, I was on Skype with them just before. And um, it was amazing because the dad didn't really so much believe he was opening up to it. And he said, who's going to be there for my son? And I kept hearing the name Helen And I said, who's Helen? And he was like, oh, my gosh, you know, that was my mother, but John didn't ever meet her. And I go, well, she's going to be there to meet him. And when he passed, it's like this beautiful ray of light cut through and made the sign of a cross. And uh, it was just amazing. Wow. Wow. It's chilling. I know. I can only, like... You know how we had that discussion where you're like, I can't do that crime work that you do, and <laughs> like I could yeah. never go into a hospital like you do. But I've I've didn't understand it, and um, I can only imagine how, what it's like to have parents that are so grateful to have you there when you know, and just to you bring open everything that people don't necessarily talk about or don't know what to say or how to say it, right? Yeah, like Alicia's uh, mom was like, gosh, you know, it was like this, like, overwhelming, beautiful feeling came over me, and as sad as I am, and my heart is ripped out and shattered, I just felt such peace when she, when she finally passed, and her face looked stunningly beautiful, even though she had a brain tumor, there was just, and I'm sure people listening can relate, even in adults, that there's something that comes over them, and they just look so beautiful. Wow, wow, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing what you. Yeah. Um, it's what not you, me. I'm just the conduit. <laughs> yeah, we we both are. We both are just the yeah. conduits. That's for sure. And how lucky are we? Like I am so grateful to be able to do this work, and it's oh, so. Yeah. It's um, there's never a dull moment. Don't you get surprised by? And that's another question. Well, I have several, but um, what is it like over the last couple of years? What has spirit taught you? Or, like, has there been anything new? Because I know the energy has changed, right? Yeah. It, it feels like they're right. It's not a jump anymore, like where you it used to be up there. It's now just next to us. It's now very subtle, very light. It is something that is, it's just like having somebody next to you. And I know it's always, I know technically it's always been like that, but it's even more powerful now. What is spirit taught you differently or what is it something like something that something new that's come about your work working with gosh, spirit yeah do you have five hours my <laughs> gosh I know there's just so many lessons I mean number right? one 
uh, you know, such a fear of death, and I don't have that anymore. I mean, I don't want to leave my kids or family, but I know that there's something totally beyond what we can wrap our brain around when we come out of this leased vehicle, you know, and, and it's just so unbelievable. <laughs> and I love that. What it's taught me, yeah, that there's just so much more, and I hope everybody listening really takes it into their heart that, you know, we're here on this earth school plane to learn all these different lessons, and some people definitely have it harder than others, and we all have our own pain and struggles and journey, but it all comes back to love. And really, I think that is the the main message for me to always hang on to love because sometimes I get caught up in the fear and the anxiety and just being overwhelmed. And again, I can feel it that so many of your listeners are overwhelmed and they're just like, oh my God, where do I begin? Or I want to get the signs and I want to be able to feel, but I'm blocked and don't you find that uh, people just get kind of too much clutter in their head and they're not leading with their heart, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, well, if, that's, so that's if the being blocked thing. was a disease, everyone would have it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be highly contagious and everybody would have it. And this is just recently I found over in the last couple of months, it's been even more so, um, where they just feel like they're like, I've even heard, you know, where did God go? And it's... It has been a transition with energy, but it's not something outside of them. I, and just like you said, love connects you within. It's within yourself to find that, that unblocking, like you said. Um, don't you? I mean, that's how yeah. I connect it. Totally, uh, totally. And, and by the way, I have a chocolate lab. Do you still have your chocolate lab? Oh, yay. I love that you're like me, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the light. What? Um, yes, oh my gosh, Allie. my mom is probably having a heart attack laughing. Oh my <laughs> so. god, you're like, it all comes back to love. And I love I your love chocolate lab. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay, oh I'm gosh, the same way. <laughs> this is how we roll. This is so funny. I was thinking of things that we love, and I just, I just told her, I'm like, oh my gosh, her chocolate lab. Well, that you know, you're probably feeling, her. I'm obsessed with chocolate, and I love my lab. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. Probably, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I do want to go into a little bit about how Catholicism for you, and I know you explained, um, I love what you said about how you show, you know, we are protected and it doesn't matter what religion or background, um, it's whatever you are comfortable with, but how do you describe um, medium, mediumship within the Catholic Church, or how? What is your when people say is mediumship isn't that against the church? Mm. What is your? Yeah, that's been a lifelong. Well, not lifelong, but since I sort of came out of the the, the uh, confession booth, I, <laughs> um, I was going to say the closet, but I could see the confessional. But since I came out, I mean, yeah, that's been a struggle for me because with with my near death experiences and feeling the Blessed Mother come through me, to me. Uh, my grandmother brought her to me after she passed. And in my accident, you know, the, there was somebody in the room that said that I, I stopped breathing and I looked gray. And then all of a sudden um, they were shaking me and I jumped. It was like I jumped back into wow. my body. That's what it felt like. But I don't tell many people at that moment my grandmother brought the Blessed Mother to me and she came through me. So that's why I have so much faith and you know um i work with this awesome priest who helps me and he's always like you know what maureen you know there's always going to be haters and hate is going to hate <laughs> hate hate no he didn't sing that that taylor swift song but um he's like you know this is a gift of the holy spirit and and who are these people to judge when they're not supposed to be judging like that's part of the whole you know Catholic right. thing, do not judge and blah, blah, blah. So I just keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I know that I believe in past lives and I believe that we keep coming back to get it right. So not everything is in, you know, the book that I believe. So right. as long as I am grounded in my faith and I know where this comes from and I know that I have a mission and if I can bring people back to any kind of hope or faith, whatever that is, hug a tree, right. go into a temple, you know, right. uh, pray to the Buddha or whatever, you know, just <laughs> just have some kind of faith in your heart that will help you have hope. 
I, I actually feel like the more evolved souls are the ones that can be in religion and do this work because you yeah. really have to give up every ounce of not people, you know, saying anything about us. That's, that's a, I mean, we, did, we didn't come out of our, our closets or whatever. <laughs> what did you, confessions. Confessional. <laughs> Confessional to have thin skin. You have to have thick skin, even though it hurts. But um, you also, you know, if you're able to not judge the people who judge you, because that's really what it comes down to. Oh yeah. Those are the ones that are the, like those are the ones of the most evolved that can take the goodness out of going to a faith or religion or practice or whatever that might look like and be able to still remain spiritual yourself. You know? Um I still have issues to work through. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we really, it's always a work in progress, I'm right? Not, I'm like, I'm so not evolved like my parents. My parents are, are come from a very religious Mormon background. They can still love me as a child, respect my work. They had to go through their own, you know, stories within it. But they're very evolved in that way. Mm. I'm not as evolved as that. But I have great examples, you know. Um, yeah, well, you're involved, you're evolved in whatever way is in your soul contract for you, right? right. Your, your evolution and whatever the path is that, that you're on, uh, you know, right. you'll follow. Well, I always laugh. I'm like, of course I picked a Mormon family. I got tired of being killed. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and then, you know, and then I start laughing. I'm like, it also made it to her because I thought about, I thought about, um, you know, suicide a lot growing up and had no reason to. I came from a loving family. Like there was no reason to think of suicide. And I know that the Mormon church, knowing that I was going to help, kept me from suicide. So I had like a <laughs> double whammy. But I do believe mm. a lot of children that think of suicide, you know, we come in here, like if you grow up wanting to sing or dance, you go to dance school. You go to, you go to a singing instructor. When you think about death, there's no school when you're young to go to. And what I've told kids that have wanted to commit suicide, I said, listen, no, 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 you're looking at this wrong. They don't want you up there. They want you to help them. And it could be through medical work. It could be being a forensics person. It could be being a medium. It could be a lot of different things in the healing, you know, in the healing capacity. They don't want you up there. They just want you to help them. Mm. You have to rephrase the way you look at wanting to commit suicide. You're just born knowing that you have to. You have to do something with them. Yeah, and I, I often am presented with that, and I work with some great counselors that I can hook them up with so that they don't get, uh, you know, medium addiction, and they know that, you know, because I'm not trained, and I'll never say, hey, I can fully help these people, so we, I work in conjunction Absolutely. with, I'll give spiritual advice, but they need the trained ear and they need the trained voice um, to help them. So yeah, Absolutely. and my I son went through a little tough time with his anxiety and depression. And the best thing I did was get him this fantastic counselor who got it. And also so many counselors have like a spiritual background too now that really, really makes a difference. They do. I have a wonderful person I share an office with, Dr. Denise McDermott, and she helps so many children. Oh, and nice. we, we make it a practice, you know, the both of, I make sure that whenever I have someone that there's somebody to manage it because that's not where I'm trained. Mm. And so we work in conjunction and just helping people get better quicker. It's just, yeah. it, we know what we're, tr I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The next thing I want to talk to you about is your postcards from heaven. I want to hear about all that, what got you into doing major audiences? What was it? Oh my gosh. Do you know that uh, before I even had done a private reading, I just was so, and I still am, but so into my cancer work when I first started my first foundation, which was called Manifest a Miracle, and just all by myself. And I, I needed um, money for families, and I still, you know, do a lot to try to help these families financially, um, just not putting it out there. But I did a big fundraiser, and it was 200 people, and I named it Postcards from Heaven. 
And oh. I was petrified. <laughs> I had never even done a private reading. So I stepped out in front of 200 people. My friend, you know, donated her restaurant. And uh, I heard crickets. I had nothing. I was like, you know, God, help, help. And then all of a sudden it just clicked, you know, and if you just trust and, and step out of yourself and your own overthinking, then it started to flow. So that's when that all began. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was doing a lot of shows, though, like three a week. It was too much, and that was my biggest thing. I had total burnout, and uh, I, I still i am trying to balance that now because I definitely want to help everyone. And it was just really hard for me to have boundaries and say, no, I can't because, you know, all the requests that come in and I'm only one person, and uh, I just do the best I can. I mean, I contacted you and you were out of the country, right? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I mean, my kids are, are my world, and I make sure that, you know, now it's like they come first, and, and I like to have old-fashioned dinners at the table, and I like to, you know, have family time and all that. So, yeah, we went to the Dominican. How wonderful. But I did come back with Pedro the Parasite. So. Oh, no. <laughs> apple cider vinegar. Bragg's apple cider vinegar. It can cure anything. It killed that sucker. I recommend it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry to hear that, you poor thing. Oh, it's all good. And then you have me texting you. Maureen, come on. Come on. I know you have one Tuesday somewhere in the next year. Um, I love your postcards from heaven I also love the fact that I believe you coined this phrase I'm not dead, I'm different yeah, I'm not dead, I'm just different and that's what my nephew says to us from the heavens above you love that? I absolutely love that Um, can you tell us a little bit about that story? oh yeah, yeah, yeah so Sean Michael Ewas, uh, his actually angel anniversary was the other day, and he passed in 2004 at 19 years old, my sister Rosie's son, and um, Anastasia Grace, who's also a medium, and that's when her abilities came out after Sean passed. But uh, he had an accident um, working under his car, and uh, I just... I just knew at that instant that something happened. You know, you just get that gut feeling, and I just had right. this awful feeling. And um, and my office manager at the time called me and was, you know, like, oh, the police are here. And I just knew. I said, something happened to Sean. And so, you know, for whatever reason, how the universe works, the spirits, God, everyone else, I had to be the one to tell her my sister, who, you know, was my best friend and everything. But Sean has taught us so much, and he has mm. come through in amazing ways. And people can read all about it in The Medium Next Door, my book. It know. is a wonderful book. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I've, so the I've... whole story. And Rosie, at the end of the chapter, just gives people really just great advice on how she started to be able to even open her eyes again and get out of bed. And so many other mothers tell their stories in there of survival because I know there's people listening that are like, I just want to go be with my child and that's not what they want and you'll be together again when you're supposed to be and they'll live through you and the signs help us, you know. They're all okay. The signs they bring are to help us survive and give us just some glimmer of hope and to give us that little, because you know when you get a sign you go like, yes, thank you, oh my God, I know that's you. Or people go, eek, could that be you? And I ask you to trust it, everybody listening. Just trust that it's them. Give them some credit. You know what? Your father, I know that... I've heard that he consciously, I always have to say conscious information, he has passed away. But when you were yeah. mentioning signs, I heard this, like, almost a knock. Like, what is from your dad? <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> means. But it wasn't something like a butterfly or anything like that. It was something, you know, tangible, like a knock. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. I I definitely hear knocks. And um I've had that happen where, you know, I'm home alone. I bet people can relate (laughs) and someone's knocking and nobody's there. Of course, I'm always the comedian. So I'm like, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. (laughs) Such a weirdo. Did you you hear that like three days ago? 
You showed me like around three days ago. Mm. There was a knock. Just oh think God. about it. You're, he's the one that's showing me this. And so I'm I just going to tell you, like, you know, because obviously we're in nine feet of snow here, but um, two days ago, What's, the okay. house shook. If you want to talk about knock, he shook it. And then, like, incredible slabs of ice came flying off the roof and, <laughs> and knocked on my deck. So, yeah, hi, Dad. I hear you. <laughs> He said it, the only way he could show me something, because I wouldn't have believed a house shaking, I would have said, did you guys have an earthquake, <laughs> was, was the knocking. Oh, he's funny. He oh, sure yeah. comes through in funny ways as well. Oh, oh wow. Funny. That's where I get my humor from. I mean, my mother is a powerhouse. My dad was the, definitely the comedian. Can we, can we talk a little bit about Mrs. Dalton and how she brought up the, I mean, what she did and how far she took the whole lead poisoning? Which is awesome. Oh, yeah, my mom, four foot ten, Irish mother, (laughs) uh, Grace Agnes Dalton, um, maiden name McGonagall and Kerrigan. So, yeah, she was just always the crusader. She's she's still here. And uh, my best friend of all of us girls, really, there's seven girls, two boys, and I had lead paint poisoning, and she started the lead paint poisoning uh, prevention act on a state and federal level collected change under the cushions did a neighborhood collection went to washington and she was the last one to testify at the lead paint hearings my little red-headed firehouse mother and ted kennedy stood up and said i'm sorry mrs dalton we don't have time for you i have a luncheon <laughs> engagement my little mother told ted kennedy off uh it was on national television mr kennedy they were like he's senator and she, not to me until he earns my respect so bottom line the bill passed he became a crusader for the lead paint bill offered my mother a job Miss Grace Agnes gracefully declined and told on everybody in the line collecting their, you know, their <laughs> refunds for coming there for the airfare. Hey, you didn't pay $400. You won the $99 flight. I was on. So my mom just always a powerhouse. And She's just funny. And I, what, I, what I love too about that, you can read this about that, is your father who walked by the television, saw your mom and said, oh, look at <laughs> oh, there was a podium with a hundred microphones, this little lady, and you could see her bushy red hair sticking up and her big blue eyes, and she's, and he just, you know, that's my dad walking by, and he's I, just like, hey, there's mom, and he keeps walking. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love that. Hey, with that note, I think we're going to take a little break with sure. my buddy Rayvon Owen. Okay, Rayvon Owen, I'm playing his music. It's called Air, but he's also um, one of the last few on uh, American Idol, and people can vote for him. And I happened to tell him a year ago, along with a couple of other mediums, um, that he was going to make it. <laughs> so it's kind of oh, exciting. I know but him, yeah. He, uh, he is the sweetest, the most amazing guy ever. I met him through the Pinskys, Dr. Drew and his wife. And I'm telling you, he is so talented. My daughter's, you know, everyone just loves him. He's such a great guy. So I love him. With that, we're going to play his song. Okay, and then are we taking calls tonight or no? People are asking. You know what? We're going to take calls right after. How's that? <gasps> nice. All right. Go Ravon. Uh, go Ravon. <laughs> <laughs> Like a ghost inside my head We're just two strangers in a bed The love we built together Is hanging by a thread We let the lights burn out We've got nothing left to talk about We know the clock is counting down There's nothing that we can do
with your regular monthly guest host, Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer is a certified psychic medium, psychic profiler, author, teacher, and healer. Don't forget to check out Jennifer's website at jenniferschaefer.com. That's jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And now, back to your translator of spirit, Jennifer Schaefer. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, I always go in. Hello. Hello. Hello, Um, this is Robin. Hi, Robin. How are you doing? This is Jennifer. Good, how are you? And and Maureen. Hi. How can we help you today, sweetheart? Uh, I had seen Maureen uh, a little less than a year ago in Whitman, Mass., Mm-hmm. And she was reading people, and she kept saying, Jimbo, Jimbo, Jimbo. And I never <laughs> raised my hand. And I've been looking forward to buy tickets to see her again, but I heard your show was on, so that's why I called. Wow, that's so meant to be that you got through then. You know, because yeah. I think there's like a million people trying to get through on the phone lines, <laughs> and I always think it's up to, you know, spirit who gets through. And then, right. you know, you do have a lot of people in the heavens because I feel um, your mom coming through. Oh. And oh, I yeah. think I just prayed to her just as I was going. Oh. She's super, super strong. I think your dad passed before her, but he's kind of a little quieter. And then um, yes, you would. Did. Yeah, they and there's. They died six months apart. Oh, they're definitely yeah. together. That's so cool. Your mom they was strong. Just, they just missed the uh, 60th anniversary when they passed. Ten years oh, ago. but they really didn't because they had it in the heavens. So there's a younger male who passed unexpectedly. Would you understand that? Unexpectedly. No. Keep that in mind. And they're saying okay. yes, yes, yes. So keep that in the back of your head. And then you had mentioned you were trying to connect with Jimbo, and how was he connected to you? Uh, my ex-father-in-law was a Jimbo. My ex-husband okay. was a Jimbo. And my son that's having a troubled relationship right now is a Jimbo. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Wow. Jennifer, are you picking anything up? Because all I can hear is her mother. 
<laughs> like, uh, move this and get that over here, and I'm coming in. And uh, it's pretty cool. And I think someone's either Catherine or Kathleen as well. Okay. I have a best friend, Kathleen. Okay, so her mother wants to say hi as well. But, oh, um, okay. Go ahead, Jen. No, it's go ahead and finish that. So Kathy's is Kathy. Yeah, so I think Kathy's uh, mother because she's you try to help everybody. Kathy's, okay, Kathy's Kathy's mother was my best, my mother's best friend. That's Aww. so cool. So they're coming through together, and I love that that they continue on in spirit the same way, because you know it was like. Well, if you get to talk to your daughter, then I'm going to talk to my daughter. Uh, pretty cool. But know that your mom absolutely hears your prayers. You've been through so much in this lifetime. I, I hope you know you're an old soul. Has anyone ever told you that? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, without Very a doubt. So. And what's with the stomach issues? Yeah. Right? Did somebody just have like... I don't know, some kind of a stomach issue thing. It's not like a big deal and they never say anything that's going to scare you or whatever. Yeah, my daughter just had called me yesterday with the stomach thing. Yeah, and it's never like anything big. It's just more like, hey, no. I'm watching over your kids and there's a three-kid yeah. connection. Um, three, your mom keeps saying three. So are you one of three? Do you have three? Um, I have two children, but I have five grandchildren, but three of them I'm very concerned with right now. Hmm, interesting. Oh. Well, that's what I have. How about you, Jen? Were you one of three children? Sorry. Hmm. Were you one I'm of sorry, what? How many brothers and sisters did you have? There's five of us all together. There's five I bet it's three and two. What is it? <laughs> is it three girls, two boys? Oh, my grandchildren? No. Are you, you're one of five. Is it three girls and two boys? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. I, I <laughs> oh, my God. You are no mathlete lady. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sell you a vowel. <laughs> All right. Well, lots of love to you from the heavens above, and please know they're right there beside you. And what a powerful mom you have. You know, the main message is I hear your prayers. I'm giving you the strength to get through it, and this too shall pass. So, so please know. And and when pe you try to fix everybody, when people are going through what they need to go through, including your children, I know we want to fix it for them, but it's it's going to make them stronger. Uh, spiritually and to, to grow and to learn from because you sure learned from all the stuff you went through. So lots of love. Thank you so much. Thank you so for true. calling in. Thank you Bye -bye. so much. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. We have Bye -bye. we have time for one more caller because Thank you. you're welcome. Okay. We have time for one more. We have only three minutes left. Her name is Cecilia. Are you oh, there? I am here. Hi. How can we help you today? Um, well, you know, Maureen said before it must have been spirit that was, um, I, I just happened to come across this post on Facebook and I printed it out and I was home by myself tonight and I said, I'm going to listen. And I just said, I'm going to try to call. And so, wow, so we only have a couple minutes. So let me jump right sure. in. I mean, definitely you have like definitely strong mother energy around yeah. you. Who are you hoping to hear from? Um, my mom would be great. It's, it was just her six-year anniversary very recently. I love it. My mom for 500, <laughs> Alex. Oh, that was so cute. But she's definitely the strongest around you. Um, wow, they're just kind of popping up with a lot of different stuff. Whew, and I feel like um, a lung issue in the, in the chest, and I keep feeling like I can't breathe. But your dad has passed as well, correct? Yes. Okay, was he the chest guy in the chest? Yes, a heart attack, yes. Oh, okay, so but, I feel like... Go ahead. That was, yeah, that was nearly 50 years ago. Wow. It doesn't matter, still dead, and he still loves you. <laughs> so, you know, he's definitely a funny guy, wise guy. I think maybe Navy connection, I keep seeing a, um, a shipyard and things like that. Um, the name William, keep that in the back of your head. Sometimes things pop in later, uh, and then they're all laughing together. Um, do you know someone that was uh, in a car accident? 
Um, not that comes to mind quickly, no. Jot that one down, too, because you hang up and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was my best friend's brother, because that's kind of what it feels like. And, and it may even be, and I'm going to throw this out there, someone's trying to get through. I see going around the corner, hitting a tree. I think it's their son. Um, write to me on Facebook, Marmee Hancock fan page, if someone knows this, because I feel like someone's really trying to get in because we don't have a lot of time. So for you, lots of love to you from your mom. Um, and she, she, I just heard I'm whole again. She had illness, right? Yes. Because, you know, she doesn't want you to picture her sick. And I think you helped her more than you'll ever know. So please uh, know that and, and let go of things. A nurse. Who's a nurse? My sister. All right. You've got to send love to her, too. Um, have you not been in touch with her? My sister, she's um, been out of state for the winter. She lives in Florida for the winter. Okay, because your mom said, make sure you stay close now. I want you to stay close. All right, lots of love from the heavens above. Thank you. Thank you you for calling in. I appreciate it. Sorry about this. We have to close up. But I wanted to ask you really fast. You're on a national tour, and I know that you're – tell us about the little – the Mind Body Soul Conference. (gasps) I am in New Jersey, Somerset, New Jersey, at the Garden State Expo Center on April 12th. Um, I don't get to New Jersey that often, and I'm doing a two-hour postcard from heaven. It's a smaller group than my usual so I'll get to a bunch of people. There's a VIP option to sit up front and to meet me after and hang out. So uh, and everyone can go to my website for more info, MaureenHancock.com. And Perfect. I'm on a national tour, so I'm all around. So people can check that out, too. Please. Follow me on Facebook at Maureen Hancock. <laughs> Please check her out. And I also heard, I'm so excited, I heard that you're going to be a guest on some TV experience. It's coming yes. up this summer. Yeah, I, I can't say too much about it, but it's a new medium show. It'll be out this summer, and I get to make a couple of guest appearances. So I'll keep everyone posted on that. I I am very excited for you, and thank you so, so much for being here with me today. Maureen Hancock, go check her out. And thank you, listeners. I'll see you next month on your Spirit Hour. Thank you for spending the past hour with psychic medium Jennifer Schaefer, your translator of spirit. Join Jennifer the second Tuesday of every month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best as Jennifer brings you your spirit hour. Find Jennifer at jenniferschafer.com. That's jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And also at bestamericanpsychics.com where Jennifer earned the prestigious 2014 Psychic of the Year Award. Jennifer thanks all her listeners and encourages you to remember love.